0: Shabbos, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Tess, 1-9. This Mishnah picks up exactly where the previous one left off. We had said that one who wants to give his laundry to be done by a non-Jew on Friday, so Beis Shammai said it's only permissible if the work could still be done on Friday, whereas Beis Hill, Nahalachah, says no, it's not a problem at all, as long as he could finish the job after Shabbos. I mean, you're not demanding to be ready any time before that would be possible to be done after Shabbos. So here, Amar Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, when it says Rabban, that's telling you he was the Nasi, and that means that his father was also the Nasi, Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel. So Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel says that Nohagin ha'yu base Aba. That in my father's home, the Nasi, shahayu Nosen kli lavan lechoves over kochavim shlosh yamim kodem Shavas. In my family, our custom was that we would not give white. Cloth, which is very difficult to launder and takes a number of days to clean, in the time of the Mishnah. So he, in my family, they would not give white garments or other you know fabrics to a launderer who's not Jewish, unless it was given three days before Shabbos. The idea being that there's all the time in the world, three days, which is sufficient to do the laundering of the white garments before Shabbos. In other words, Rabbi Shimon Gamil is saying that his father. Home was machmir like shamai, because Beis hill said it's not a problem to give it, you don't have to wait three days. And Beisham would say, No, if it, take, it could take three days, you have to give it three days before. So Rabbi Gabshimeng is saying that was the custom in the Nasi's house to machmir like Beishamai. The Allah does not follow this at all. The Allah is like Beis hill that one could give it even right before Shabbos, even a white garment. As for the Mishnah, um, you could ask the question, which is. If you recall back from Masechah's Brachos, we had said the famous story that Rabbi Tarfan wanted to be machmer for base Shammai and lied down to recite Kriyashma in the evening because the Pesach says, Uveshach um, in your lying down, which Beish Shammai said means you have to actually lie down to say Kriyashma at night. And the Chacham said, listen, um, he, he reported that he almost um, he was endangered to life and limb. Um, by some listim, by some robbers, and the Chacham say, if something would have happened, it would have been your own fault, because the Halakha is like Hill, and what you have no business being machmer for Beisham, that's the wrong thing to do. question then is, how come over here it's not the wrong thing to do? So there are a couple answers given. One answer is, that over there, it's a machlokas and shot in a pasuk. Beisham says, the pasuk uvishach, means you have to lie down, and Beishil means says, no, it's just the time that people go to bed. Um, so it's a different shot Napusok and, and therefore by choosing basehamma for base Hill or beingmahma you're sort of um, giving credence to a, a different shot non- base shot which is disallowed here um even base would agree that the earlier you give it to the launderer the better why not I mean it doesn't doesn't hurt to give it to him earlier um, just you're not required to and therefore if you want to look extra naki you know, look look extra I'm free from doing the wrong thing in the eyes of others, so that's just fine and perhaps even, you know, perhaps appropriate if you're the Nasi, the head of the Jewish people, as was the case with Rabbi Gamaliel. Um, but for the rest of us, the halakha like Bez Hill, there's no problem with giving it to the laundry or even uh, immediately prior to Shabbos, like I said before. The second part of the mission now reverts back to the topic we had three Mishnai's ago, which was the topic of Shvisas Kalem. And there we had said that Bez held that your Stuff can't do malacha for you even if you set it up to go into effect and work passively over Shabbos. Um, but here we're going to differentiate between malacha doorisa, which Beishama says cannot be done even passively. So you can't set the Shabbos clock for the dishwasher to go on and do some malacha. Um Baisil said yes, you could. Shavis'a's Kalam is not a thing. You're allowed to have your kalem work for you on Shabbos. But those are all but the Meklokas exists by Doraisa. By a Durabanan. Even if the malachah is just a malacha durabanan, even Beishamai agrees, there's no din that requires that you have Shvisas kelam on a derabanan. meaning your stuff can do passive durabanan malacha, that's not a problem. So, specific case here, um, which I'll read now, but then I'll have to explain exactly what's happening, it says, Vishavan Elu Elu, they, both Beisil and Beishamai, agree, anin Koros Beishabad, you are, yes, allowed. To load up the beams in the oil press, the olive oil press, the igule hagas, and also the, the plates that are used to weigh down um, grapes to press out um, juice. Those things you could do. Now, the malacha, the abmalacha called dash, which is removing something inside from something else, outside that you don't want. For example, dash threshing in English is taking the edible kernel of wheat from the chaff around it. Um, so the, there's a tolda called mefarek. Mefarek, to detach or to extract um, a liquid from its moorings, once it's attached to, is a tolda of dash, and therefore squeezing um, out liquid, let's say squeezing out oil from an olive, or being soaked at squeezing out um, juice from the grape, is a tolda of dash, mefarek, you're not allowed to do it on Shabbos, and that is a doraisa. However, the way that you make olive oil, is first you, you press the olives quite gently. Um, and the idea being you don't want to get any of the sediment or bits and pieces of the olive or crush it. You want just pure olive oil oozing out from the olives. So that first pressing is called, in English, virgin olive oil, the first time you press it. And in Hebrew, it's called shemen Zeis zach. Zach, for instance, sort of that it's it's clear. It's been pressed gently. So that's high-quality olive oil, and that's what you want um, for eating purposes, you know, for, for high-quality food consumption but olive oil has lots of purposes first of all it can be sold to poor people second of all it has industrial uses as a lubricant and certainly as a, a fuel source um for lighting and heat fire and for those purposes if you're using it as a you know as a fuel source you have no problem with your olive oil being um turbid having you know bits and pieces inside of it or whatever cloudy it doesn't make a difference to you so what happens is after they do the initial pressing of the olives which is a malachal doraisa um they get out as much oil as they can that won't have any um, pollutants inside of it. Then they'll want to get the last bits of oil because there's a lot of oil left inside the meat the, of the olive as well as in the pit. The actual olive pit, the seed, um, is also full of oil. So how do you extract that? What they did is they would grind it up to make like a paste. Um, you've seen them all over at Sistral. Every archaeological site has them, these olive presses where you have like this big flat base um, and then it, it put the olives in that base, like a basin. And then there's this very large, gigantic, heavy stone wheel. You can, It's got like a, you know, kind of a big hole running it for the axle in the middle of it. And the wheel sits, it, it rolls in circles on top of that heavy stone basin. And as that wheel rolls, it crushes the olives to a pulp. The wheel is like pulled around by like a donkey or something in a circle. And it grinds, 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 and turns the olives into like a pulp. Maybe the best thing you can think of is think of pesto, the pesto sauce, which is full of oil and green pulp at the same time. That's you make this sort of this olive mush, which is full of olive oil and also olive stuff. Then you take the mushed olives that are ground up, crushed, you got crushed seeds, the pit, and crushed, you know, crushed all of everything together. Then basically you put them, you take that paste and you put it on these like kind of like, um, I think like the bottom of a wicker basket, like little plates, you stack them up. Um, it's like a big you know, things like Oreo cookie with like, you know, 10 cookies on top of each other. And then you put a massive weight to compress down on that stack of plates, like Oreo cookies, to get out all the last bits of olive oil that's stuck inside the paste, olive paste that you've ground up. So how do you get massive weight on that? So in the time of the Mishnah, already, they had a technology, the base habad, the olive press, where they would have a very long, um lever arm like i think of like a like a long beam of wood um where they would on the far side of that wood they would hang some weights and on the near side to come think like a nutcracker or something like that this long arm to press down or if you have like a corporate seal something like that if you know what that looks like um and that essentially you have this massively long lever arm with a big beam weighted down which would be pressing down at a distance um to get massive torque on the on the stack of Oreo cookies, what are you know the the uh, the filling, so to speak, is the olive pulp, and that would sit and press, 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 and over time, gravity would do its thing, and the oil would drip out. So, what the mission is saying is, yes, you can set that up on Friday afternoon, such that the weight continues to act on the pulp all Shabbos, and the oil continues to drip all of Shabbos. And that's okay according to Be'a Shammai. It's not a problem of Shefisa's Kalim. The reason why is because since you've already ground the olives to a pulp on Friday, the Malacha Doraisa of extractions occurred. Now it's just a matter of letting gravity do its thing, letting the oil drip, drip, drip. And that being the case, you're only talking about, it's a Durbanan to do that, for sure. But since the Doraisa is done, to set it up in a base to drip all of Shabbos is prohibited according to Be'a Shammai. It's on the Be'a hill because although that. They Beishami holds this a problem of Shvisas Kalam. It's not relevant to where the it's not it's permitted where the Malach is a malacha durabanan, like in the case of the Beis Abad. And the same kind of thing is true for Igulay Gas. Here essentially the same thing. You're pressing out juice from grape skins and that have already been trodden on. Similar the halachli is similar, the mechanics are similar. The actual nitty-gritty of how you make grape juice a little bit different, um, but the same principle applies. Since you're only talking about a Durbanan, um, there's no problem says Beis Shammai even um, to do it to set it up to let it be, the work be done on Shabbos.